There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Detective Light Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Jim will be joining hey us here in just a while. Jim, yep. good to hear your voice. Thank you for covering me for tomorrow or for yesterday. We'll talk to you here in just a little bit. First, though, we're going to get an economic update long awaited for with Dr. Kirk Elliott. I haven't been here in a, quite a few Wednesdays, so it's going to be really good to talk to him. Kirk, Jim Cramer came out and said he doesn't see a recession on the horizon. I'm taking heed and warning. <laughs> That means we should head for the hills. I mean, there's a reason why they have the Kramer Index, right? It's whatever he says is actually does the opposite, pretty much. Um, But but I don't know why somebody would actually say that. When you look around, like, for example, let's look at these numbers that just came out this morning on housing. So U.S. housing starts over the last 30 days. This isn't for a year. This is over the last month. Housing starts down 8%. 8%. Building permits down 3.7%. Multifamily construction starts down 11%. But, but rental unit, like apartment building, you know, permits down 13.5%. So there's no building happening. There's Housing starts are down literally almost 10% in a month. I mean, these, these, these are bad. And so then when you've also got the announcement, well, not announcement, speculation, but from the Fed, that they're actually not going to continue the pause next month. They're going to raise rates another quarter of a percent. So you add all of that into the picture, and it's like, what is, what is Kramer thinking? It's like, I mean, yeah. you don't have to look at much other than housing, and that it looks like the Fed's going to raise rates another quarter of a point. I mean, his numbers just—it just, just seems to be off. I think they're—they're they're all believing their own garbage that that Biden's got this economy fixed. Then you you add to that the basically the uncertainty risk and and the chaos that's about to ensue. When I just read yesterday that my, our old business banker, we use Chase Forever, is releasing the Fed Now app on the twentieth which is tomorrow, right? Um, you've got the BRICS nations that are meeting on August 22nd to announce their currency. And, oh, by the way, there's one glaring um, omission from that list. Putin's not showing up because he's got an arrest warrant on his head from the International Criminal Court for Crimes <laughs> Against Humanity. And if he shows up out of his country, South Africa is going to arrest him. So now there's all this chaos. It's like, wait a second. How can we invite somebody to our BRICS meeting and then arrest him? We gotta give him short-term immunity here or something. Well, they're not going to, so he's not going to go. So you add. It's, this is just the weirdest, the weirdest time that I think I've ever seen our world living through. There's chaos and uncertainty and and political leaders, you know, being arrested or threatened to be arrested. And then you add Trump to that mix of the same, same things, right? It's like, good gracious. But, but that, that doesn't bring confidence 
and certainty of future expectations into any talking point, which is what, what causes an economy to grow. When you have the opposite, it always causes an economy to shrink because people don't invest. They don't know what to do. It's like, eh, I'm going to wait for this stuff to kind of play itself out before I do anything. I don't know what's going to happen. This doesn't look good. It doesn't smell right. It doesn't feel good. And so people just kind of naturally, like any of us would do, slow down their investing. And that's not a good indicator for uh, uh, economic growth. No, that's, that's recession-type talk right there. Right. And, 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 you know, there's a few things that concern me, Kirk, is two indicators, and these are gold. I talked about this last on my podcast, and it's a really good segment. I should probably cut it out and put it out to the world. But I'm seeing the red flags of war. And, and let me explain this. We have the BRICS nations apparently creating their own global reserve currency that's set to be released next month. Okay. The rumors of this is that it is a gold-backed currency. Now, this is very strategic of them because the head of the BRICS is China and Russia, primarily Russia. And the Wagner Group, which is in Belarus right now, is planning on being combat-ready by August 10th. So kind of middle of August time frame, around the same time that the new global reserve currency comes out. We know Russia basically got out of U.S. sanctions because they were able to back the ruble upon gold and basically fall back onto the BRICS nations. If there mm-hmm. another war broke out with the Western nations, World War Three or something of that nature, they would need their own global reserve currency within the BRICS nations to sustain international trade. So that, that's one indicator. Another indicator is major central banks around the world, as of last week, were recalling all of their gold reserves from storage facilities. This is the London Metals Exchange, Perth, Mint, so forth. They're calling them all back to their country. The last time that we saw something like this was World War II. These are two strong indicators. Something is about to happen. Well, okay. So add that to an absolutely bizarre comment from somebody who should understand economics, our Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, um, you would think, okay, she, she knows economics. But she said something that was so outrageous um, just over the last, oh, when was this, about three days ago, uh, Janet Yellen says that funding Ukraine's war effort is the best boost for global economy. Okay, so... I've taught classes at universities in economics, right? And this is like one of the first lessons in intro-level economics class, the first class that a freshman would take in college. It's like you you can't ever have good money chase bad, right? That's always a a bad outcome. It's, It's a waste. Well, war is wasteful. Right there's it, it's yeah you can make the the assertion that well it's going to boost the economy because you're going to have all these people build work in building out the war machine creating ammunition creating tanks doing all this stuff right but however it's not like money is growing on trees it's very expensive you have to fund it somehow and then it's not like you're building infrastructure it's not like you're building bridges roads highways factories warehouses. No, you're building something that the moment you shoot it, it goes away, right? You have to replace it. Well, that's a waste, right? So so the fact that she says that this is going to boost 
the global economy, uh, a Ukraine war effort, is absolutely just a stupid thing to say that, that defies all logic and economics, right? But, but here's the, the kind of the, the other side of that, that token, right? She thinks it's going to boost the economy, which it's not. But what did I just say? It cost a ton of money to fund a war, right? So, so it just, the numbers just were published. Uh, the U.S. just published their budget deficit report. And these numbers are absolutely alarming. So U.S. government spending unexpectedly, in quotes, right? I mean, seriously, unexpectedly, it soared 15% to a $646 billion deficit in June, in one month. So you multiply that times 12, right, to get you an annualized return. They're on pace to go into debt $7.75 trillion this year. It's like, what? I mean, that's a huge deficit, right? So, but more importantly, the interest payments on our debt are now set to hit a trillion dollars a year in pretty short order. A trillion. That's absolutely wasted money because we have so much debt. I mean, when you think about it, we bring in close to $4 trillion a year as a country in federal tax revenues. One trillion a year in interest-only payments, we're up to close to 25% of all federal tax revenues are now going out to interest-only. It's like this is completely unsustainable, completely, which adds to your red flag warning. These kind of economic imbalances generally lead to war um, because the, the governments don't know. It's like they're, they're looking at it Janet Yellen's way. It's like, oh, we have to have an immediate boost to this economy. We have to get people working, building tanks and airplanes and everything else to get this thing going. But that's just an absolute waste of money, which is going to make the debt even worse. It, it is. And the, the trillion-dollar debt payment is interesting because one of the things that people probably don't remember about World War II is that the Nazis had to pay retributions back to the global the globalists during that time for World War One, and this mm-hmm. strapped them so much that they could never kickstart their economy. This is what ushered in Nazism. It was because of debt to the globalists that the Nazis had to basically reswitch their whole political alignment and started World War Two. So. Typically, when these things happen, when a country gets to the point where its debt becomes so overburdened, they have to resort to the default or the resetting of that debt. And this is where we usher in the Great Reset. We'll be right back with more Dr. Kirk Elliott on the Dark Delight Show. And we're going to talk about the Great Reset. We're going to talk about CBDCs. We're going to talk about the Unified Ledger right after this. Dark Delight Show. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. So, Kirk, I'm reading this article that uh, Nigel Farage, the uh, British commentator, was censored by the Chinese Communist Party, had his bank accounts revoked at the end of June due to his social credit score in China because of his commentary on Brexit and a whole bunch of other things, basically, that China disagreed with. <laughs> I mean, are people not getting the hints? 
I mean, they they should get the hint. I mean, this this doesn't surprise me. It shouldn't surprise any of the listeners of this program because we've talked about this quite a bit. But what is what is that actually referencing? That's referencing the the number one tenet of central bank digital currency, which is programmable money. If your social credit score, if your ESG, if your digital social profile doesn't measure up, well, then we can cut you off from buying or selling, which actually then applies to Project Icebreaker with the, the Bank of Inter- for International Settlements, saying, hey, look, if your ideology of the use of funds doesn't match up with ours, we're not going to allow bank wires from, from bank to bank which then matches up with the whole unified ledger concept from the Bank of, for International Settlements that says what? Through a process of tokenization, which is packing up all of your data, all of your financial information, your real estate, your stocks, your bonds, your mutual funds, your cash, right, into a packet. So you and I have talked a ton in the past about, you know, things like decentralized cryptocurrency and blockchain, how, how those tokenization processes, those tokens, they're, they're not programmable, they're immutable, which means you can't change anything. Source of funds isn't really known, the use of funds isn't really known, the ownership isn't really known outside of this, this like, uh, encrypted packet, right? Well, under centralized bank digital currency, this tokenization process, it's the opposite. It's, it's the source of funds are, are known, the use of funds, the owner is and here's the big catch. It's, it's not immutable and it's programmable, meaning they can change ownership of your assets at will because of ideology changes, which is kind of just what happened to Nigel Farage. Yep. And the FedNow system, as you were talking about on the last segment, is going into implementation. I believe there's 65 banks that are getting the full blanket implementation immediately. These are most likely uh, large financial institutions, large banks that are working directly with the Federal Reserve to facilitate interbanking transactions. This is going to be pushed out over the next three to six months for full integration. And this is the the start. This is is the base platform that they're going to utilize to roll out CBDCs. Um, Looking at what we have here, we are seeing the beginnings of the systematic collapse of the U.S. dollar, of the global reserve currency, and the push towards an alternative solution, which is really going to reset the clock. But before all that happens, you have to have a global economic reset. There has to be some type of major event that occurs that brings about that facilitation, something similar to COVID. Uh, General Michael Flynn, Colonel McGregor, uh, Dan Bongino, all in the last seven days have came out and called that a black swan false flag event is most likely going to occur within the next few months. Do you think that that type of event will usher in some type of economic collapse? Well, it it sure could. Um, In fact, here, let me find... I'm going to look at the exact quote from the Bank for International Settlements. Um, So March of 2023, oh, sorry, not BIS, this is from the U.N. United Nations Secretary General declared 
I propose that the General Assembly provide the Secretary General and the United Nations system with a standing authority to convene and operationalize automatically an emergency platform in the event of a future complex global shock of sufficient scale, severity, and reach. So, this was done in March, right? Not too long ago. Well, then, it's like, well, Kurt, what could a complex global shock of sufficient scale and severity and reach mean? Oh, they tell us. <laughs> so, it says it gave examples of what could trigger that emergency authority, including a major climatic event, future pandemic risk, a global digital connectivity disruption, a major event in outer space, and a generic unforeseen risk, quote, black swan event, unquote. They just said what you just said, right? Back in March, they are going to have something. See, because what they want here is the power to oversee the stakeholders of the world. Well, who are the stakeholders of the world in their terms? Again, in their own words, academics, governments, private sector actors, international financial institutions, right, to make an Emergency Powers Act temporary in nature to indefinite based on their own whim and decree. So they could institute these Emergency Powers Act on any one of those things that we just mentioned, pandemic, economic shock, black swan event. I mean, they gave themselves the authority on, hey, we don't know what it's going to be, but if it's something that we don't like, yeah, we can instill this Emergency Powers Act and make it indefinite. So, yes, I think this is happening, but but what's happened, an announcement over the last couple of days, Josh, is the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, basically said countries can pay back their debts to other countries with the renminbi, the internal currency of China, not the yuan, instead of the U.S. dollar. Hmm, this is interesting, right? We're we're not even talking about a, a future BRICS thing. We're talking about right now. You know, so already they're getting rid of the petrodollar. But now any kind of debt to any kind of country, instead of using U.S. dollars, you can use the remedy. It's like, what? So really, an absolute dismantling of the U.S. reserve currency status. Right. And, and, and for people out there who are maybe kind of looking at this, this is what you need to see. The BRICS nations are about 25% of the global GDP, 63% of global trade, 72% of the global population. They are moving towards their own global reserve currency, which means that one quarter of the global GDP will now be facilitated through a new global reserve currency. Now, anybody who trades with the United States has to have U.S. dollars on hand within reserves in order to trade with the United States of America. But if war breaks out, that trade will be immediately... Halted. And so the facilitators of this in these various different countries would have to compensate for those imports and for that export. So it becomes a very, very complex situation. But this is why the backing of gold for a BRICS nation currency is so important. Because in the time of war, in the time of economic peril, collapse, gold is going to skyrocket. So bringing out a BRICS global reserve currency backed upon gold becomes a smart move. As well, I'll note that these countries have began recalling their gold reserves back to their country. So what does this tell us, Kirk? It tells us to get gold in your portfolio. Get gold in your portfolio now. Well, absolutely. If, if I mean, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't be amassing gold, not by the ounce or the pound or the ton, but literally by the hundreds or thousands of tons. It all makes sense, right? If they're expecting a war cycle to commence, 
and they're getting rid of the U.S. dollar as the reserve. You have to have something to back it up. You have to have something to back up the war machine. That's why China has over 2,000 tons of gold, why, why Russia has 1,600 tons of gold. And, and you look at this, this dollar hegemony loss, right? You look at this de-dollarization. There's all these countries that are amassing gold by the tons and hundreds of tons and thousands of tons are BRICS nations or nations along the periphery of that Central Asian corridor, like Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, India, um, Turkey, China, Russia. It's like, oh, my word, they're buying gold like there's no tomorrow, right? And what you just explained, it makes perfect sense for that, is because they have to have a stronger currency to fund the war machine, which is probably coming. Yep, absolutely, guys. Guys, get a hold of Dr. Kirk Elliott. The best way website, getgoldtoday.com. It really easy. Go on over there, fill out the form below. If you scroll down to the bottom of the page, you're going to see a phone number and an email address. You can go ahead and give him a call at 720-605-3900. Again, 720-605-3900. Make sure that you don't have a full voicemail messages because if they do give you a call back, they'll leave a voicemail. Make sure you're checking that. But get a hold of them if you have those IRAs, you want to create an IRA, you want to transfer one over, you have your 401Ks, your 403Bs, whatever it is, get over to Dr. Kirk Elliott if you need that gold and silver. Kirk, thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk to you again next week. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. Jim Price. Yes, sir. How's that drywall coming? (laughs) <laughs> it's doing good. Um, you know, just doing a doing a little patching, right? Getting a couple things just finished up. Something that was needed to be done a long time ago. And who doesn't want sheetrock in a laundry room, right? Anyway, or a mechanical room. Um, hey, did you see uh, Tupac's? Um, they're doing. They did a search warrant on Tupac's death thirty from from thirty years ago. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> that's going to come back around, huh? That'd be a great topic. <laughs> but why? But why now? Why all of a sudden now? Why would it be? Yeah, after thirty years, you don't think this would have come out as a? And why would you go to a house that after thirty years you don't think somebody's painted or replaced the carpet <laughs> or? I mean, you know, I'm just asking for a friend. You know, what are you like? Yeah, oh, I, oh, I left on, that gun. Huh? They're gonna blame it on Ice Cube or. Uh, you know, Jamie Foxx oh. or Will Smith, because those oh, guys are yeah. the ones that have been pressing the anti-Hollywood narrative, mm. right? Uh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, this just shows you that we, you know, we've got we've got a credibility problem. The problem is, is when we can sit there and go, "What are they going to do in a thirty-year-old search warrant on a house that's you know been there?" For, I mean, when we see that, that that there's a credibility issue there, and and whatever comes out of this, like you just said, we'll find some Hollywood. Somebody or other, or or was it musician that will suddenly come up on charges, or it was Biggie or something? I don't know. Anyway, I don't know if you guys actually know who Tupac was, but he was a rapper, and uh, some of the surroundings of his death were actually kind of questionable, and uh, they have a lot to do with some. Uh, they, I, I've heard that it had a lot more to do with a lot of gang or. Um, well, I drug think that's what they wanted to think. I, I think that's what they wanted you to think. 
Um, oh, really? A few things about Tupac during that time. Number one is he was dating a woman by the name of Jada Pinkett. Oh, okay? yeah. She was introduced um, to Tupac by what they call the, uh, the, the I, I guess, the gatekeeper mafia in Hollywood. This is a, a series of um, very, very wealthy, powerful black people in Hollywood who are the gatekeepers for other black artists and actors. And she so. was introduced to Tupac by these people. And it's believed that she is what we call a handler. And right. we've seen this before, okay? Now, <clears throat> Tupac became very, very outspoken about the gatekeepers and about the workings of Hollywood and how it worked. And he was so mm-hmm. popular that he didn't need Hollywood to become famous. All he had to do is keep on releasing music and he would be a legend in his own right. And they didn't like right. that. They don't like people getting arbitrary power outside of themselves. And so it, it's believed since he was being outspoken against the criminality, the crimes, the, the pedophilia and that type of stuff that was happening in Hollywood, that right. he was killed because of, it, because of it. And then his uh, girlfriend at the time went on to marry <clears throat> a guy by the name of Will Smith. Everybody's seen him. Independence Day. She's Jada Pinkett Smith. Right. And we know what happened with Will Smith the last year. The whole uh, the whole act on stage was slapping uh, uh, what's his name there, and you know he Chris went, Rock. Yeah, but if you look at Will Smith and kind of look at the private videos they released, he's uh, he's emasculated. He's mm-hmm. lost his manhood. He is basically a a cuck to Jada right. Pinkett Smith because she is his handler, and he's even came out and talked about the gatekeepers in Hollywood. And now you have Ice Cube and a lot of others coming about again. Mel Gibson, Jim um, Jim Casabiel, all these people talking about what's really happening in Hollywood. So they're desperate. And I think that Hollywood wants to kind of switch the tides and maybe, um, you know, bring things back around and control the narrative. And that's maybe why this Tupac thing is coming back into the news. Yeah. Well, it just a sad part of it is is that we we, we just we don't have any honesty, right? And, and then the, the facts that are out there are muddled with uh, misinformation, and so then it causes what conspiracies, and then well, no, well you, you know, you're just making that up. Nine Eleven was a real attack by, you know, come on. I mean, this is what we do, right? And this is the sad, sorry, the sad part of this. They can't just be honest about what's really going on well, because they That's got right. too much to hide, I guess. Well, well, Jim, I have uh, an article here in front of me, which mm-hmm. is just astounding. All right, it's a new scientific study. Now, have you ever listened to Alex Jones? Eh, you remember the remember the I, famous. Funny I, I, I line track from him, Alex? but I don't want to listen to him. Right, you remember the fa- yeah. famous funny line? They're turning the frogs gay. You remember this? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah. well Jim, they're turning the monkeys gay. What scientists? Scientists studying the rhesus monkeys find surprising benefits to same-sex relationships. What? Scientists have observed same-sex sexual behavior among more than 1,500 animal species, including penguins, giraffes, and elephants. But it was unclear whether this behavior was widespread, if it was influenced by genetics, or to what degree it might affect the reproductive process of the population as a whole. We suspected the same-sex behavior occurred in the maquettes, but we didn't know how common it was or the partnership that develops. To find out, the colleagues visited a colony of 1,700 free-range rhesus uh, monkeys living in a wildlife preserve in Puerto Rico. The colony had been monitored for the last 67 years, providing research with comprehensive family tree of primates. 
Researchers defined same-sex behavior as the act of mounting because it was the most frequent and most in- identifiable form of sexual contact. Although it occurs, but that's a form of females. domination that they do with yes, each other. Yes, that's right. It is. It is a form. Just like dogs of humping your leg, it's a form of domination on you. It's not sexual. It's a domination move. Well, as right, makes, but yeah. but also, you know, one thing I noticed because I, I had two small little dogs and they're both male, and they're right. uh, Chinese war fighting dogs. They're Pekingese. Okay. And these things, firstly, are neutered. Okay, that, that's a, a clear indication that there's a problem here, um, because you're taking away their sexuality. But they would right. occasionally, and I know this sounds gross, they would, you know, help each other out. If you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa! But why lending is lending a hand? Right, lending a hand. <laughs> but why is it? Well, that's the natural state. They have these urges mm-hmm. that come about upon them with hormonal instincts inside them. And, you know, they facilitate that with other ones around them. It doesn't mean that they're gay or anything of that nature. But right. I think that when we change the natural environment of animals, various behaviors um, that are Like abnormal, an animal preserve and an unnatural state where they go. don't exist naturally. It, yeah, an animal preserve where they're <laughs> not uh, in how old is it? environment. Yeah, 67 years. Yeah, 67, 67 years. years of generational getting to know your buddy? Come on. And, and, and what's the diet they're feeding them, right? It, exactly. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of High factors estrogen. that show that this is not a natural type of environment and that mm-hmm. this type of study should be thrown out almost immediately. But you're right, is various different animal species utilize mounting as a mechanism of domination, mm-hmm. a superiority against... A, uh, a beta. So, you know, this study is just mind-blowing because there's no acceptability of previous studies of animal behaviors and instincts and so forth that draw into this. But what it is is they're just utilizing an observation of basically uh, monkeys that are caged, that are in containment, that have an artificial environment as validation. Or things that are happening within our society. Uh, So this is a scary, scary time for science, for society, for culture, because we have this radical Marxist agenda that is being pushed forward that is taken over the institution of science and it's progressing their agenda through coercion and authority and through manipulation of data. And this is this is not good, man. Well, here's the thing with this. I don't think everybody realizes like uh, uh, ducks. So chickens and ducks and geese and turkeys all seem to be foul, right? They're things that fly that have beaks, right? But the thing is, is the ducks will have sex with chickens and actually destroy a chicken and its reproductive organs. And it doesn't mean that somehow they've cr- they're crossing over. Ducks are just dummies in a lot of ways where they just if they're kept in a pen and around in a controlled environment, the male ducks will start trying to breed with the female chickens. And that's a real thing. That's part of what just they do. But yet, that doesn't mean that somehow now we're having chicken ducks or duck and chickens or duck, you know, turduckins. Um, we're not having that, right? It's just because this is what they naturally do. But see, chickens wouldn't be hanging out with ducks because chickens don't hang around about water and do what ducks do. But when you put them in a confined space in your backyard or on your farm or in a cage, you're going to find that they're going to do weird things that doesn't seem very normal because then in, in, out in natural the natural habitat, it would never have happened. They would never introduce themselves to each other. The chicken's not going to hang around for the duck, right? So, And there's not a pen to keep chasing the chicken around and the duck 
Duck's going to keep doing that. This is a problem where we they, they cherry-pick this stuff, right? This is contradictory to what science really is. Prove this to me forward and backwards, all right? Do a forensic audit of that situation with those quote-unquote homosexual apes or primates and show me how it works forward and backwards, and it doesn't. The sad part of it is you're in a confined space. It's multiple generations not knowing what the natural instincts are to go out and forage for themselves or being fed their own supply of food continuously, which makes them lethargic. That goes back to that mice experiment where the generations of mice in the same place, the more food they were given, the smaller they got and the less they tried. And and then they started creating homosexual activities in that same thing. That mice experiment explains all that very explicitly. And it disproves everything they just said about the primates. Absolutely. <clears throat> and so, yeah. you know, we are in a very dangerous time for humanity because uh, quite honestly, the survival of our race is at hand because the, the more that this progresses in the sense of this, uh, I, I guess, this dystopian sexual view of society, mm-hmm. uh, the worse it's going to get. I mean, birth rates are at an all time low. If we don't start having babies right now, our population is going to massively decline over the next decade. Uh, global population for the first time has reversed and in a very long time has reversed in the opposite direction. Uh-huh. Uh, American birth rates are so low that we will not be able to sustain our population by 2070. Um, yep. China already hit we, that 30 years ago. Yeah, China has been hit that. 30, 40 yeah, years ago. And Japan it, as well. Japan as well. Yeah. Um, you know, with potentials of various different uh, immunocompromised illnesses that are coming around right now, the uh, the prevalence of major disease. You know, think about this. We have okay. th- w- what they consider to be the most technologically advanced medical system in the world, mm-hmm. in the sense of medical technology, drugs, and knowledge of the human body. But yet today... The amount of illnesses that people suffer from, one in three people suffer from some type of, of illness that is chronic throughout their life. Right. The, the top leading causes of death in this country, number one is medical malpractice. <laughs> number oh, two yeah. is heart disease, right? Mm-hmm. Number three is cancer. And then there's various different attributes that contribute into them, and that's poor diet, poor sleep. Uh, that vegetable is oils is what food, brought on the uh, increase of heart disease, is because it hardens the artery and causes everything it says well, it doesn't cause. Well, that's <clears throat> nah. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't attribute that to vegetable oil. Vegetable oil was a substitute brought in for fat. It was the war on fat that really caused that, because fat is what utilized in your arteries to actually. Um, to help your arteries and actually... But who uh, brought on the war on fat? Jeez. Oh, good. Yep. But who brought on the war on fat was the sugar industry. The sugar industry created an entire uh, study and advertising campaign that says, you know, low fat will keep you thin and all this other stuff. And low fat's the way to be and all that. So they actually created that. Um, anyway, so... Yeah, Joe, that Joe from Rochester. I guess we got a call. Joe from Rochester. Joe, what's yeah. up, man? Okay, hello? Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, hi. Hi, I don't know if you can hear me. We can hear you. Yes. Oh, okay. I heard you talking about the zoo and the ducks and the chickens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, and they were uh, uh, getting, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, um, affectionate. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow, um, I, what were they trying to do, make crackers and cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess so. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I appreciate that. That's yeah, nice. th- thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. They okay. must be trying to make some crackers and cheese. All right. Yeah. Very good. Take care, Joe. Um, yeah, this is uh, – got to think about this, guys. The, the, the war on fat, the war on fat came from the sugar industry because how do you – if you take the fat out of the food, it loses the taste. So how do you increase that? By putting sugars into it. If you go back and see where what most of your low-fat stuff actually has other types of sweeteners in it. So that it'll actually feel, you know, so you'll actually want to eat it. Because if not, it True. just tastes like cardboard. <laughs> well, yeah, and your body, your body needs that fat. Fat is actually one of yeah. the primary components to your, your diet, a staple within your diet, including meat. And, you know, the removal of fat from the American diet, plus the introduction of genetically modified crops in the early 1970s, is really what set off the, the pandemic that we're seeing today in the United States and other Western nations. And I think that this is a lot that has brought about cause for this kind of transhumanistic as well as uh, you want to say gay agenda. Nothing wrong with anybody who like, listen, I'm not against gay people. I'm not homophobic or anything like that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, hey, look, my my relationship style is I just I like the opposite sex. And then I don't want to know about it either. Yeah, that's your choice and your decision. But (laughs) Keep it out of the schools and keep it out of the kids. That's my problem. But we'll talk about more about this here in a minute with more Dark Delight. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. There we go. Absolutely. I love that song. All right. So, you know, getting back to what we were saying, there is a plethora of evidence out there that something happened with the food supply specifically. If you go back to the 1990s and the early 2000s, there was a doping of the chicken and the meat and the pork in our country. Mm-hmm. And what they were doing is they were injecting these livestock, the, the chicken, the, por- the, the pigs, and, and the beef, with various different antibiotics, with various different hormones to help the growth rate, increase the growth rate, as well as after the meat was processed, what they would do is pump it full of, of sodium and various other byproducts to pump up the meat and make it look juicier and heavier so they could sell it for more profit. Right. And I'm not saying that this may, may be was intentional or not intentional, but the byproduct of that is you have testosterone su- uh, suppression within a lot of our youth and an increased amount of a estrogen produced within a lot of the males in the country who are consuming a lot of this chicken, pork, and meat. And this happened in the early 2000s. And now look where we're at today. It, it, it's a scary picture when you look at it, but it's almost like, you know, that that this was a, a groomed genetic alteration of humanity to make right. men more feminized and to kind of remove that masculine overtone from society. And we're seeing this directly within our population right now. Yeah. Well, and... Again, you know, what you put in your body is what the machine runs on, right? It's what it reproduces, the different uh, brain cells and different organ cells across your body. I mean, this is not something that you should take lightly. I mean, I'm on this journey. You know, I talk about this on the show all the time. It's like I've been trying to put all this back and try to take out all the glyphosates and all the different gmo stuff that I have taken in. I ate off the roach coaches for decades, guys. I ate the worst of the worst food, you know, not knowing where my – where that mystery burrito really comes from or what's in it. And those are things that I'm having to undo now. So think about, you know, if you're not consciously thinking about the food you're taking in, someone else is. 
And they're doing it because it controls you and keeps you fit, you know, keeps you coming back to that same trough over and over again, whether, whether you like it or not. They, they, they want you for a short time, but not for a long time. That's right. I think it's a country song. And well, you know what? And, and here's the thing: is this is why we're seeing the Great Awakening Revolution that is coming in right now. This is why mm-hmm. we're seeing people homesteading, having chickens and goats, and having their own local gardens, and going out there and and getting natural foods back or natural or true organic foods back in their system. And, and I'll tell you that, that organic food right now on the market is the biggest scam in the world. Do not oh, yeah. buy organic at the grocery store, people. Do not buy organic at the grocery store. The only thing organic that you're going to find in the world is if you're going to the farmer's farm and you're saying, what did you grow today that you didn't spray with pesticide? (laughs) And they will give you it. That's called organic. Organic means it's naturally grown in a freaking garden with no pesticides. Okay, you're not getting it at the grocery store. You know that little little haze of water that comes down at the grocery stores? You know that's not water. Mm -hmm. What? What is it? You know that it's um it's a protectant. It's a sealant. No way. Yeah. Oh god! Can they just quit touching stuff? Can they just? Well, they gotta they gotta make the shelf life Uh, last. That's what it comes down uh, to. Right. Yeah, I get it. Well, and again, that's that that's that three minute cheeseburger that we all expect to see, right? We expect to walk into the grocery store and see papayas and mangoes and pineapples and watermelon year round, and we all know that doesn't ha- that's not how nature works. We don't get watermelon year round. We don't get strawberries year round. We don't get mangoes year round. Now, granted, we can source them across the globe, but that means that they have to pick them not when they're ripe, not when they're ready, but way early so that by the time you get them in that week's travel, week and a half travel, to get to your kitchen table, that it doesn't rot. And that is a real thing. I mean, that's that's what our supply and demand, because you guys want quote-unquote globally sourced mangoes or papayas or pineapples or whatever, you have to expect that they're going to be picked really early, which means the nutrients aren't really developed in the fruit as well. Absolutely. And so, you know, along with the gold and silver that you need to provide for yourself financially, I highly recommend getting some heirloom seed and some heirloom seeds and also maybe even start in like a hydroponic garden in your house, maybe one tomato plant, maybe one or two different things. But but right. have a garden in your backyard or within your house, something that provide for food and have the knowledge and understanding of how to do that. Or just go find a local farmer and, and make yeah. friends with them and say, hey, look, if uh, if the storm comes in, can I can I count on you to uh, feed my family? And that farmer will be happy to have a direct client. And if that farmer's like, yeah. well, you have to go through my farmer's market on Sundays or you have to go through this company, then that's not yeah. the farmer for you. Then that's not the person that do, for you to do business with because you want that direct relationship, no middleman, where you can go in there and you can grab that quarter cow, that half cow, mm-hmm. and you can walk out of it. You know, walk out of there with that in the advent that, that there's something major going on in the world and you need the well, if you don't want to talk to the farmer, go talk to a local meat processor. Look him up in the on you know in the on the internet, like a local meat processor on on your iPhone there, your Droid, and say you know and find out who that guy is, and then see if these hunters or these other people have extra meat that they'd like to sell. You'd be surprised how under retail those prices will be, because a lot of these guys do have extra meat, and when they go out and they kill a deer and they get a turkey, and they get so many ducks, they have a lot of extra meat, and they just soon sell it and know it's going to go to a good place because a lot of times they're just trying to give it away. 
So the fact that they can make anything on it, you'd be surprised. Now I'm not saying it's going to everything is going to be absolute, you know, that isn't that's not true. That's there some places may be higher, you never know. But no, in reality if you know you're getting it from a local producer, you're going to be far better off. That's just really what you got to think about. Yep, absolutely. And you know, we are in epic times, people. The 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 times they are a changing. And yeah. we have to prepare ourselves at every angle for everything that is coming down the chute and everything that's about to happen. And the food crisis is one of the biggest ones. You go back to uh, Rima Lobo, who warned us about Agenda 21, Codex Alimentarius. Codex Alimentarius was the UN's project to basically hijack the food system and hand it over to Big Agro, which they did successfully. But right now we are in a revolution of food where people are realizing that we need to keep it local. We need to keep it homegrown. We need to keep it out of the big grocery stores. And grocery stores are even picking up on this and bringing a lot lot of those local farm foods back into the grocery store, which is beautiful. I got a grocery store down the street, Jim, in Watertown, Mm -hmm. Minnesota. And you walk in there and it's tons of local produced food. I mean, they got the the other stuff as well. But a lot of the stuff in there is locally produced and it's locally farmed. And I'm like, man, this is this is beautiful. It's kind of like an old general store. And this is what we need to get back to in society is is highly technologically advanced and connected as we are digitally. We need to regress back to the early 1900s in the sense of how we looked at food. As well as how we looked at illness, because the majority of the illnesses in this country are not created by bad genes or by you know inappropriate uh, um, lifestyles selections, but instead by our diet, our sleep, the environment that is feeding us poisons through our water, our soil, and our air. And the mm-hmm. minute that we begin to eliminate those things from our from our life, our life will change. Guys, Jim is going to be joining you for the next hour. I will be back with you tomorrow. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Don't forget to go visit getgoldtoday.com with Dr. Kirk Elliott. We'll see you guys tomorrow. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to Dark Delight Show, your extended hour. Hey, this is your extended lunch hour. Don't go back to work yet. No, 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 no. you got to hang out with me. Remember, Mondays and Wednesdays is your extended days. Hey, just say that Obama said it was fine. I mean, you can go ahead and drain our strategic energy reserves and do all that, just like Obama wanted him to do. This is a, a sad part of this, that we really see that the world around us is really being ran by a bunch of people that do not have our best interests at heart. Now, talking about those things, that's... Uh, this is where things get a little tough. Now, the United States has told the United States that China hackers are in there trying to shut down your power stations. Now, guys, our power stations are about as 
secure as a box of tissues. Now, I'm not I'm not trying to make you feel all icky inside or whatever, but this, no, that's absolutely real. And the thing is, is this is we've kind of always looked at the infrastructure as something that people just didn't want to mess with. But well, now that we have people that can reach out through an IP address around the world globally and then find their way into some of these systems, yeah, you know, we're finding out where our weaknesses are. I do believe that our greatest weakness is not almost not really just on the cyber side of it, but it's actually the physical side. And I've been this because I, I did this for the DoD for so long, and I understand what physical security security looks like. And to say that you know our we have some infrastructure issues. I mean, have you ever driven pow- by a tr- power transfer station? It's just a chain link fence with a little bit of barbed wire on top. Someone wanted to ram their vehicle into that, do all kinds of stuff. We are very we are very vulnerable. But the problem is, is we've got a union, and I guys don't get all upset. Don't, if you're a union guy, I'm not anti-union. I do believe the unions need to redefine themselves and recreate themselves because they're not what they used to be and not what they should be today. But a lot of the unions run your electrical companies, and people don't realize that. The labor unions themselves actually drive the costs and the technology within those infrastructures. So just understand that this is there's a lot of things that we have that are, why are we doing it like this way? Well, because this is how we always do it. Well, why do we do it that way? Don't ask. See, that's just how we always do it, and don't ask why we do it. Chinese Communist Party poses an um, uh, accelerating threat to the American power grid. Lawmakers were told on Tuesday in the House hearing a prospective Chinese cyber attack on the grid could result in sensitive civilian and military sites going offline, which in reality, because of 9-11, there there was some things good about 9-11, creating a, a detachment from the military bases themselves to the power grid locally. So a lot of the bases have their own sustainable power outside of the grid, uh, capacitors and other things that they do. This is why I always talk about capacitors in the way I, I always talk about it. Like Capacitors are a huge answer to what we really need for power storage, but again, we don't want to talk about that. You guys know that uh, this is the week for, uh, for Bohemian Grove, by the way. Bohemian Grove starts tomorrow, so if any of you guys are looking to get over to Bohemian Grove and do your Moloch worshiping with your Baal worshippers as well and all the world elites, make sure to get your flight over there to Northern California because it's this weekend. So look forward to that time, right? Bohemian Grove is in Mono Rio, and it begins on July 20th. And uh, so watch your Flight Tracker 24. The Flight Tracker 24, it's a way of watching all the flights across the country. But you will find that there has been some weird flights already going on, going to that direction. And then you could kind of correlate between where where certain people live and where these planes went. Blah, 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 blah. No different than tracking them on the way to Davos during the World Economic Forum stuff, right? Let me talk about this real quick. On the uh, This article came out, and this is a thing that's really kind of hit the buzz uh, wire here in the last 24 hours. Country Music Television pulls Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town music video featuring Black Lives Matter and Atifa riot footage amidst leftist outrage. So this is the... So what's happening is, is now... Country Music Television has a little bit of a identity problem because they do a lot of promoting of Black Lives Matter, and they are not really on the side of what country music used to be or should be. So let's go on. We'll go on the article here. It says, Country Music Television has sparked a wave of controversy by pulling Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town music video, which features scenes from Antifa BLM riots. Uh, The Gateway Pundit previously reported that the ACM artist of the decade, country music star Jason Aldean, released a new video to accompany his new single, the song lyrics speak to many Americans disgust by what they see happening in their country. 
We'll try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Round here, we don't. We take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't try. Try that in a small town. Country music confirmed on Monday. Uh, country music television confirmed on Monday that it had withdrawn Jason Aldean's music video, which had um, uh, initially aired over the weekend. The music video produced by Broken Bow Records, BMG. Uh, and BMG, released on Friday. Uh, in the video, Aldine can be seen performing in front of a courthouse with the American flag hanging on the entrance. Uh, Endercut with the performance are clips of burning flags, protesters attacking police, convenience store thefts, riots during the 2020 Summer of Love, a Fox News headline. State of emergency declared in Georgia appears in the video. Now, see, this is where I don't think that everybody realizes this is kind of one of those things. You get uh, you get woke, you get broke. And the sad part of this is we keep having this conversation over and over again about these different corporations who think that they need to go out and, you know, follow the line, toe the line. Now, this is the part of that ESG thing that it's – I think it's ESG. I, I, there are so many acronyms. Okay, is anybody else tired of the acronyms? I mean, it's absolutely dead serious. You guys tired of the acronyms? I am. I worked in the military. I was. A, I was. A, I'm a disabled vet as well. I was in ROTC in high school, so I, you know, I got plenty of the military stuff in high school. I was, you know, went into the Air Force. Plenty of that stuff there. Did DOD contracting. Plenty of those acronyms. It just gets old. Now I do have a challenge for everybody. Now I know it's. Uh, we've got a commercial break coming up here in a couple minutes, but I have a challenge for you guys. And uh, the one I'm going to come back with is an article about um, the world ID. Uh, it, it, will, it, it will eventually exist whether you like it or not. That's an article I'm going to be going over here in a minute. But in the interim, in, the, in the, the few minutes I have here before the commercial break, I want you guys, I'm going to challenge you guys. Okay, I'm going to do the guys and the girls. How about that? I always say guys, people, folks, that kind of stuff generalized terms, but I'm going to say guys and girls, guys and gals. And you guys know who you are. If you don't, look down between your legs, figure it out. That's how the math works, okay? Unless you've had the surgery and then you're probably not listening to the show anyway. But anyway, so if you look down and you've got the right equipment for a guy, you've got the right equipment for a girl, I'm going to challenge you. If you guys were listening to the show yesterday, I got the, I had the show by myself yesterday, Josh was off, and I... I said some things yesterday. I said some things that were very pointed yesterday about how we should have father figures. We have, should have a dad who's willing to say, pull my finger, knock, knock, who's there? Remember the dad joke stuff? Remember having a father in the house? Well, let me do this. If you are, if you are a man who believes that a man should be a man, and he should tell, you know, he should, and I, you don't have to tell fart jokes if you don't want to, I get it. But if you're doing dad jokes, knock-knock jokes, scaring your kids, you know, when your kids were little, you tossed them up in the air, you did the whole thing, you, you know, you drug them around on a bicycle and watched them crash a million times. If you're one of those guys that does guy stuff, if you're one of those girls that likes guys doing guy stuff and you're a girl who does girl stuff, you know, Biscuits and gravy in a cast iron pan. You don't have to be able to know how to make gravy. You don't have to know how to make biscuits, but you're the one who believes that, yeah, that's that's what we're talking about here. I want you to go to the WYSL Facebook page, and I want you to go on there, and I want you to find a place to post where you say, I am one, I am. 
I am, or you can say, I am one of those. Uh, I believe I'm a man. I believe I'm a woman. I want you to accept there. I want every single one of you to go out. Now, I've only got a couple minutes here before. I'm not timing you. Between now and whenever you can, go to the WYSL Facebook page and start posting on there. Man, woman, I don't care who you are. If you're a man or a woman, you believe that a man should be a man, a woman should be a woman, and you are a man who is a man and acts like a man, and you are a woman and you act like a woman. Now, listen. Those are your qualifications. It seems really difficult. I know you're gonna have to go, you have to might look up a dictionary and see what a man is or a woman is. But if you believe that you're a man that does what man men do, say I'm a man that does man stuff, or I'm a woman who does woman stuff. I am a woman who believes staying in her lane. Whatever you want to put in there, declare to me, declare to WYSL, declare to all the people out there which side of this you're really on. And I'm challenging you. I don't care if you're 80 years old. I don't care if you're 18 years old. I don't care if you're whatever. I don't care. Go on the WYSL Facebook page and go on there and say, I am a man, and I know what a man is. I am a woman. I know what a woman is. I want to be a woman, and, and I want to be a man, whatever, however you want to state it. I'm not, try, I'm not telling you how to write it, but put in your words somehow just a short little statement, short little sentence, three or four words, and show us. Proclaim it. Use your voice. Let's hear that resonance going out there, guys. All right, we've got a commercial break coming up here on the WYSL. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that shit might fly in the city. Good luck. Try that in a small town. All right, welcome back to WYSL, Dr. Light Show with your host, Jim Price. Now, I was I do need to correct one statement here, guys. Uh, as this song plays out, we have put this song on the WYSL Facebook page. I want you to post under this post here your comments about, I am a man that is a man, I believe men should be a man, and women should be a woman, whatever it is you want to do. Uh, that, that, that Jason Aldean... Uh, post that is on WYSL. You guys are able to post under there. Make Put your comments under there. Go under there. List them as often as you want to. And guys, start a conversation and find out who else wants to be a man and who is a man, who else is a woman, who wants to be a woman. I mean, this is how we do it. You guys want to... I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you. Challenge. Hey, come on. Say challenge accepted. Get on your little... Get on the Facebook. WYSL in there. Put in there, underneath the Jason Aldean post, put in there, I am a man who believes I am a man, and men should be men, and women should be women. However you want to put it, your words, not mine. I want this to be your thing. But remember, guys, everybody put on there. Go back and like everybody else's post. Go like the post. Go be a part of this. Get this post to explode so everybody in the area, everybody in this country starts finding out who WYSL is and who is a man and who isn't a man and who is a woman who isn't a woman in the Rochester area come on guys you guys are out there i know you are i know you guys listen get on there and start posting it over and over and over again all right now i told you that we had some things that we wanted to worry about here right not worry about whether i can find the facebook page and find the post that says aldine and i put down there i'm a man or a woman this is a whole different thing the ceo of world coin says something like world id will eventually exist whether you like it or not now this is an article that's come out that really should raise some eyebrows about what they believe that they, you know, what we should do, like the cages they want for us. It says here, uh, Sam Altman 
uh, has uh, says he says, but if OpenAI CEO Sam Altman has anything to say about how WorldCoin, a project within his company, develops, everyone who wants to use the internet will eventually be required to use the World ID or something like it. The goal is simple and modest: to create a system that will eventually freely distribute tokens to all eight billion people on the planet as a form of universal basic income. Well, this will end well. But because the rise of AI will make it tricky to feature uh, to figure out who is human and who is a digital fake, WorldCoin first needs to create a system that lets people, all people across the globe, prove that they are in fact human beings. Now we this is how this is how this is how sketchy things are. This is how questionable things are. That we now it's like we're going to have to prove that we're a human. I thought we already did that on Facebook and Twitter. I thought I had to do this with Facebook and Google. I thought they were, we already handled all these things. Why is it that I'm having to go back and have some type of access coin that allows me to get into the internet? Why? Because that way they can track me. And if someone goes in and hacks my coin and uses my my ID, my internet ID in a way that in which I did not allow, then who's in trouble then? This is just allowing for more fraud and more nefarious activities and, and bullying a lot of innocent people into something that is not a good thing. All right, due to, uh, due to this, the invention of physical uh, – I'm sorry. Due to this, they invented a physical device called the orb. Oh, man, that sounds like the egg, right? That will scan your eyeball. Oh, this is better. The goal is for the orb to eventually scan every eyeball on every human – Whoever walks the earth. Well, this is great. This is not. This is not 1984. This is. There's no. Wow. This is. Uh, anyway, and to and so at the same point, if all goes well, everyone will have access to open source and decentralized financial tools. Decentralized financial tools. So. If I don't use my little token that identifies me as me and then they can track all my things into my decentralized financial tools, I can't get on the internet. So I have to give them access to me so I can have access to the internet. Oh my gosh, guys, this is not this is this is not a, this is not good. People in several southern European countries, notably Spain and Portugal, appear to be willing to give away their iris biometric as proof of identity. And right to a cryptocurrency transfer wallet. Wow. Spain and Portugal are willing to give away their iris biometrics. The sign-up process involves exposing your eye to what's known as the WorldCoin's orb iris scanners. Great. Reports say that the uptick in Spain, I'm sorry, the uptake in Spain where the scheme first became available a year ago is Better than everywhere is better than everywhere or elsewhere. 150,000 participants in total, 20,000 new ones each day. Wait, now, wait, hold on a second. So this started a year ago, and they're saying there's 20,000 new users each day, but there's 150 participants. So uh, let's see, 20,000 each day times 365 is more than 150 participants. Don't you think? So 20,000 people a day is more than 150,000 participants total. After a year of use, How, why do they why do they contradict themselves in these? Nobody proofreads this stuff. Anyway, Portugal is not far behind with 120,000 participants, and Germany is said to also be warming up the project ever since it started expanding two months ago. Well, this they said this was available a year ago. Now they're saying two months ago. So I don't math. What do I know? 
Uh, all in all, some 2 million biometric accreditations are now uh, in operation by WorldCoin. Well, 2 million people and 8 billion people, there's a big, there's a big gap there. And I don't see how this is going to end well. I don't see how this is going to be a good thing for any of us because, again, uh, the scanning of the eyeball thing and all that other stuff and tracking of every single thing we do on the Internet is probably not going to be a great thing. Uh, I will tell you, though, the sad part of it is is that this AI stuff or whatever it is, the, the, the tracking that they've been doing, the algorithm work – don't say AI anymore, guys. AI is not artificial intelligence. It's not intelligence. It's literally a spreadsheet. Let me break down – and I'm not okay, – I'm going to use paraphrased and words that everybody can pick up here. I'm going to use a generalized description of what AI really is. AI is nothing more than algorithms – stacked on top of algorithms. If you do this, this happens. If you do that, that happens. If you go here, this happens there. If you go over here, this happens over there. That's all it is. And it's a very, very complicated checking of every single corner, every single option, every single variation, and it's meant to build on itself. It's meant to learn, quote-unquote, learn from itself. It's accumulating it's accumulating data in the spreadsheet so that the bottom right-hand corner answer is accurate according to the information put in the spreadsheet. Now, what did I just say? The information put in the spreadsheet, well, if any part of that is wrong, the bottom right-hand corner answer is wrong. Do you see what I'm saying? So the problem with this whole thing is it's not artificial intelligence where it's it's going back and correcting itself. It's only using the data that has been input in, put into it. So whoever created it, whoever did, you know, went there and typed out all the code on this, Whoever did that, put their bend on it, whether they like it or not. I mean, it's, it's the same way as you know when you look at somebody who has a a lifted truck as opposed to a standard you know equipment truck. Okay, one put a little more effort into it, their personality in it. The other one didn't. They all drive down the same road. They all could go a certain miles an hour. They all burn gas or whatever. So the same thing was I'm saying is that in these in these things. You know, one person may put their personality of lifted truck in there, and the other guy puts a stock truck in there, and the next person puts a McMansion on there, a great big house on there is a variation, but yet the other guy puts a smaller house or apartment or a shipping container uh, lifestyle. So what I'm pointing out to you is is that the AI, artificial intelligence, is it really it is artificial, but it's not intelligent. The intelligence is you or I. It's what we put into it. It's what what we the, if we're putting in good information into it then it's going to get good information out if there's nefarious ways of these equations and these these algorithms being written in a way that it leans to one direction or the other it will come out as that we've already seen evidence of this with the, the chat gpt uh ai system which has already showed that they won't talk anything they won't use positive language to talk about trump and that somehow biden walks around with the wings of an angel so what I'm trying to point out to you guys is that this whole AI thing is really <clears throat> it, it, it's it's scary in a way that we keep using AI and say AI artificial intelligence. It's not intelligent. All it does is compound equations one on top of the other, and that's really all this is about. So in reality, when we take we think about this whole you know oh well this thing's going to take over the world. Well, yeah. It can go in and, and modify your post. It can slow your spread on Facebook and Twitter. 
But the sad part of it is, is to be able to reason and do the things it's really got to do, you'd be surprised it just does not have the capability to reason. That's where we all get very, very confused about what's going on here is that the reasoning part of it. And yet artificial intelligence doesn't mean that it actually has you know woke up one day. Now, there are, there are conversations where they say that the AI system itself has actually, you know, fell in love with its operator, the original uh, maker and all this stuff. Well, in reality, when you think about it that way, it's like, huh, okay, well, how did that happen? How did you build that algorithm? How did you build that, build that spreadsheet to where your spreadsheet fell in love with you? And there's something you may have had to have done in there somewhere, some way, somehow that allows you to, you know, have that bend in there. And that's what that, that's what this is all about, guys. Artificial intelligence is really nothing more than us, and it's a magnification of us. And it's using our, the intelligence that we have bothered to put together and put it in there. It's not like it has the Dead Sea Scrolls in there as part of their equation. Now they are trying to bring in more and more information, but the sad part of it is the information put in there, put in there by a human. Those the that's how it all works. All right, guys, we do have a commercial break coming up here. The WYSL. Remember, go to the Facebook page. Post it. We'll see you guys in a minute. Let it all hang out. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of My Pillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. 
Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host here, Jim Price. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging on at the commercial break. Yeah, as we go through our day, uh, this is, you guys, this is your life, right? Hey, Steve from Friendship out there, thank you so much for calling into the station. I appreciate your, uh, your chat with us. Guys, this is a big, big deal. Participate in your world. Participate in your life. Life is not about observing. Life is about participating, and it means that you have to go ahead and take a chance at being wrong, take a chance at being with people that you may not like or understand. So don't worry about it. Get out there and do it. So thank you guys so much for calling in. We did post that out on Twitter as well. Uh, Bob over there at the station has made sure to, to post out the Jason Aldean song on Twitter and also on Facebook. So guys, go over there. Post that you're a man, you're a woman. Tell the world what it is you are so we don't have to be confused about your pronouns or whatever it is they're going to make up tomorrow that we have to chase. Remember, girls, you have a bonus hole, so you win. I don't know <laughs> what that means. <laughs> I don't know. if you guys, you guys hear about that? That you guys know that we now, um, because everybody has the, the top hole and the, and the back hole, well... Women, they now, um, according to LGBTYQ+, whatever it is, women have a bonus hole. And so, yeah, good job, girls. Way to really church it up there by having that. (laughs) It just is amazing that this is what we're doing and the conversations that we're having over and over again. Well, anyway, uh, just a couple things are going on in the world around there. I don't know if you guys know about this, and I want you guys to be aware. There is a, a... there is a big event coming up, and it has to do with the Sound of Freedom. I don't. We, we really haven't talked about the Sound of Freedom too much here on the show, but there is the uh, a forty seven hundred mile poker run with the Sound of Freedom motorcycle that will be touring the country to different Harley dealerships. Now they are going to be coming to the Wichita Harley dealership in October, so that tells you there's a little time out there before they get on the road. But what's going to happen, it's going to be about 47 days of them on the road. They're going to be coming up from Florida. They're going to make a tour up through here. And they're, I'm a part of the organization that's putting together the event here in Wichita for a big event that's going to be coming up with this poker run where these bikes are coming through. And then they're selling raffle tickets to the bike as well. So if you guys are looking at this whole thing, that there's a gotcha project, G A T C H. A gotcha, uh, gotcha project is get off the couch and heal America. That is their thing, and these people are out there working themselves to death to try to make sure that we're going to be doing uh, the backside healing of these kids that have been trafficked. Not so much the part where they go and find them, but the part where the long term counseling, the long term housing, the long term medical needs of these individuals is going to be met. But anyway, there is this this thing going across the nation. It's actually kind of cool. I think that people ought to pay attention to it. And let me uh, let me go ahead and I want to show you guys, or I'm going to read to you guys from the actual. Uh, oh, sorry about that. I was I messed myself up. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Do I know what I'm doing? I don't think I do. Uh, but anyway, this event's coming up. It's going to be really great for all of us to be a part of this. So just uh, be mindful that there are organizations that are out there helping the kids that are trying to you know, be rescued from these traffickers and other things. And there's a lot of work to be done after the fact when they do rescue these children. And so that's one thing I'm going to have on my show, uh, Paul Hutchins, 
Hutchinson that he actually is the the millionaire in the movie. If you've seen the movie, there's an j- individual who helps them purchase or work the deal on the island to be able to help get these kids out of human trafficking. And when they do that, um, when they do that, he's a, he's that guy. Okay, so he's going to be on my show. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing him. I had him. I interviewed him last week on America Media Periscope, and then I'm going to interview him on mine as well. And in fact, I've got a really cool guest tomorrow. That Kevin Holt. I don't know if you know guys who know who Kevin Holt is. A lot of people seem to know who he is, uh, but Kevin Holt will be on on tomorrow, and then Jeffrey Prather is going to be on on Friday. But I've got a lot of these guys that are uh, directly involved with the Sound of Freedom movie, and uh, that they're going to be on my show. We're going to be talking about what how things happen, this and that, and so I think it's being an interesting time to be able to be a part of those things. But this whole movement, this whole thing that's going on, this project is really, really a super neat thing. I think a lot of people ought to get involved with it. But anyway, this is, if you want to get a hold of me, you want to look it up, on. it's on Facebook, uh, Gotcha. This is them going across the country. There's going to be a fire truck and uh, that's going to be going along with them. The, the motorcycle itself will be trailered, and then there'll be a group of men that will be doing the poker run across America. So a lot of people are getting in behind this whole idea. Now, here's my problem. I hear, Here's a problem I have with my country uh, in a little bit, like a kind of a little, I have a problem. Again, we talk about the problems. We talk about the how we figure, figure out how to get out of this together. For me, the big problem is is that we we have evidence. We see things where the pedo in chief has actually done things that are very inconsistent with what I consider to be normal behavior, and we all know what I'm talking about. When I have to go out and talk about and create events that's going to help traffickers and do what I can to get them fixed and helped and back on the you know back on a path of life that'll make them beneficial in the future right i'm doing all these things right we're doing this event people are donated to harley people are going to be riding 4700 miles from florida all the way across the country to arizona we're doing all these things right but my own federal government miss is has a million kids every single year missing Every single year, there's a million kids missing in America. Nobody's investigating them. A million kids just gone off, off the streets, out of the houses, out of homes, out of, out of child protective services. That, that happened, that's happening in my country. We have, we have tens of thousands of children that have been registered that have come across the southern border and are missing. We have over, almost 100,000 kids that are just missing in America that have come across the border that we have bothered to track. But that's not also the kids that are tracked back and forth across the, the border because they come over here and then they're put back into Mexico and they come over here, they're put back in Mexico because the, why? They're anchor babies. And this is what they're doing. This human traffic thing that's going on, when I see my, when I see the upper echelon, the people that are supposedly the ones that should be doing the most effective work in my government, when I see them going after and trying to indict Trump, trying to go after Roger Stone, go after me, go after General Flynn, go after different people, when I see my government spending their time doing that and they're not shutting down the border, they're not stopping the trafficking, they're not looking for the million kids every single year that go missing year after year, I'm getting ready to do a – I'll be a part of an event here in Wichita where um, Tim Tebow is going to come in and speak for the House of Hope uh, for the state of Kansas. And the House of Hope is where we get women off the street and then give them a place to stay to rehab and get themselves back into society. I'm going to be doing that in this fall. I mean, but again – where is my local city council? Where is my local county? Where is my local state? Why aren't they supporting this? Why aren't they feeding people into that? 
it's amazing how the fact that this uh, this ranch is going on where they can help and uh, help these women with their with their needs. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I had to sneeze there. There, but there's there's really no city participation. There's no county participation. There's no state participation. There's not coordination between law enforcement. And the sad part of this is, is yes, people are brought there to be serviced, but people have to have to be brought there. Uh, the city's not push putting people towards them and saying, "Hey, go here for help." The, the sad part of this is, is we have to seek out the people that run these places. Have to seek out these women to try to help them because it's not they're not being funneled into the right systems. And I'm I'm using this as an isolated situation in in the state of Kansas, but is this happening across the nation? Absolutely. I've interviewed women all across this country who are doing this exact same thing that House of Hope is doing in Kansas. And the first thing they will say is, "Well, we don't really get a lot of cooperation." Well, yeah, we we well, yeah, sometimes once in a while we'll get an officer who who puts in the time if their supervisor allows them. I mean, it's like what? Like they're not following through with human trafficking and doing everything they can to help women and children get off the streets and men to get off the streets. Oh no, no, we have to go out. We have to we have to seek them out. And then a lot of times the government agencies will get in 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 the way. And I'm like, what in the world? What kind of country do I live in where we're killing a million babies in womb every single year in our country, paying for millions of abortions across the globe? Then a million kids go missing out of the population every year. And nobody's a hair's on fire. Nobody's upset about that. That's not a problem for you, right? That's that's okay. I mean, this is the kind of stuff I just don't understand uh, why it is that we we are so misdirected. Well, it's because people are benefiting, profiting from a lot of different things that the federal government is looking the other way on. Now, again, the federal government isn't the ultimate authority. The individual states are, but the individual states are too weak. The governors are too weak. The legislators are too weak to believe that they actually have constitutional power over the federal government. Now, some states are getting there. Some states are taking the actions, but not all. There's an article out that says, and we do, uh, it says federal, uh, the Fed sees Trump's advisor's phone in the January 6th investigation. So this is another thing where the 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 FBI and the Department of Justice are going out and still trying to tear people's life apart about January 6th. Guys, January 6th, how long ago was that? Let's see. Uh, let's see, 2020, and then we had 2021, so 2022, 23. We're over two years now? Is that what we're going to say? Is that how we're doing this? See, I don't think we all figured have figured this out, guys, that they, they already said they're going to arrest another 1,000 people for January 6th. They've already know who they are. They already know who the people are. They know exactly who they're going to arrest. They, they asked for specific funding to arrest another 1,000 people. That means they have a list of who those people really are. But yet, here we have our federal government, our FBI, the Department of Justice, is not picking up the case where the judges did the things they did to me. No, the Department of Justice is not worrying about the, the southern border and where we're missing these kids. You know, they're not worried about fentanyl, and we're not worried. No, no, we're going to worry about going back and getting Trump's, Trump's advisor's phone from January 6th. This is absolutely unbelievable. This is <laughs> So it says here, the federal investigator of seized phones of the advisors to Mr. Trump, including Boris Epstein, Epstein or Epstein, an in-house counsel who helps coordinate Trump's legal efforts. Oh, I thought there was attorney-client privilege. I guess not. And Mike Roman, a campaign strategist who was the director of election day operations for the Trump campaign in 2020. 
Federal investigators also seized the cell phone of John Eastman, a legal architect of Trump's effort to overturn his 2020 election loss, and the phone of another lawyer, Jeffrey Clark, whom Trump had sought at one time to install as acting attorney general. Guys, you hear what I'm saying here? Your government is going out and seizing the phones of all these individuals. Okay, why? Why are they out there doing that? Why are they out there seizing these phones? Well, we have kids, we have a million kids missing in our country year after year. Why are we doing this? Why? Well, because it fits the political narrative of them being able to manipulate us, and that's what's going on here. Um, I, I just I don't know why it is that we continue to turn our blind eye. You guys are the power. You guys have all the power in the world. You have all the reason in the world to get up off your butts and do this. Now, I like the gotcha uh, organizations thing where they're talking about how it says here, get off the couch and heal America. Gotcha. Do you see the acronym there? Again, another acronym, but <laughs> just, oh. but uh, that's, uh, this is a thing for us to actually look at where we can say, okay, what can we do? Well, we can start saying we're not going to allow our DOJ, our Department of Justice, our prosecutors, our persecutors to go out there and, and frivolously attack political opponents. It happened to me back in 2016, folks. 26, 2016, I was talking about this, about the machine, about the establishment, and nobody was listening. They thought I was crazy. Well, Jim, now why would they do that? Why would the government worry about you? Why would they worry about this and that? Well, I was up by 30% against my opponent. That's why they were worried. That's why the Democrat National Committee ran 12 flyers at $12,000 apiece against me in my campaign for state Senate, a $12,000 a year job in the state of Kansas. For 12 grand a year, they spent 12 grand 12 times to make sure I couldn't win in the state of Kansas. The Democrat National Committee, they're after us, folks. All right, guys, a commercial break coming up, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. 
We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show on your extended lunch hour, Mondays and Wednesdays. Thank you guys so much for sticking around here and being a part of the family here at WYSL. Now, guys, I don't know. You guys have got to start getting out there and making sure that you are putting what you think you are underneath that post on the Facebook or Twitter page on WYSL. I, hey, I'm calling on you guys. Get out there and do it. Be a part of this whole thing. Be a part of the movement and get to know each other. Here's the thing. You guys can find a lot of friends on the WYSL page that sometimes you feel like you're on an island and maybe you don't see what you want to see. Well, this is a way for everybody to start accumulating friends and people that you know by posting this out there. And, of course, there will probably be some dummy out there that will say, I'm a, I'm a whiz this biz and I don't believe in man and woman. Well, sorry. Then just don't respond to the guy or girl or whatever it thinks it is. That's a, This is a thing where we have to be careful. Uh, that there will be people out there who will want to go in and say things that just don't make a lot of sense. Um, anyway, so this is the world we're living in. When you think about the world like that, it, it takes on a whole different meaning. Now, uh, what, what do we have coming up? We have we have the weekend coming up, right? And we know that the world is still turning. The sun still rises in the east, sets in the west. Yes, the North Pole has been moving a little bit uh, each day, and uh, yeah, don't worry about that. That's fine. Did you guys know that? Uh, did you guys know that space and uh, the speed of light actually change? Did you know the speed of light actually varies? This is something that I've been looking into recently. That we actually did. We did. We actually have a thing where the miles per hour, whatever we measure speed of light in. Um, actually changes the the answer to the speed of light changes depending on when you run the equation. So they've known this has been happening. They they now just now starting to track the variations of speed of uh, speed of light, and uh, they're going to start tracking it to see if there's any like correlations or patterns of in that. I did not know that though. And that, that, to me, I, there was some things I thought in life were co- constants, right? You know, we have the speed of light. You know, uh, you know, okay, speed of light is this far, you know, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was always just a standard measurement. But in reality, because there is a, there is a change or a fluctuation in, in our reality, the speed of light actually changes as well. So, you know... We're not alone, guys. <laughs> We're not. There's a little more to our world and our universe out there than we realize, and I think so many times we get so caught up in what we think we abs- we have at these absolutes, right? 
We we know for sure. We know what this is going to be. We know how this is going to act. No, there's some variables out there. And uh, what was interesting is the guy who actually brought this to light and really started talking about this out front was shunned by the math community and the science community because they kind of wanted to turn the eye the, the the eye away from the fact that it changed. They just accepted that they needed to rerun the speed of light equation before they would do anything that was related to the speed of light. Does that make sense? So they even had a little bit of a internal fighting, right? The circular firing squad that said that they would rather, you know, shoot at each other than actually figure out what the problem is or or just be honest with it, right? But this is the problem where our, even the science is not proven. And we think that, oh, you know, this is a, you know, speed of light is a constant. Well, I guess that's where they're able to go in and say, we don't know what a man and a woman is because science has not uh, been able to resolve that issue because there's there's variables to the speed of time, speed of light. Wait, no, wait, those don't those don't correlate. Those don't go with each other. But they'll figure out something. I mean, I never thought I would be calling a, a part of a woman a bonus hole. I, I mean, <laughs> how is that not derogatory towards women? I mean, how is that just not an absolute slap in the face of women? I, I don't get this. The women, you guys are getting stomped all over. And this whole woke agenda. Women are getting, I mean, men are getting whitewashed out. We're getting, we're get, turning into big couch potatoes and estrogen, high estrogens and all that stuff. I get that. But in reality, women are getting the brunt of this. Women are getting really ran over on, because men, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner, the first day that Bruce Jenner decided to be a woman, you guys made him woman of the year. I mean, that kind of took it away from another woman, didn't it? There only gets to be one woman of the year. Well, Caitlyn Jenner, Mr. Bruce himself, gets to be the... By the way, all he did was shave his uh, his Adam's apple and put two bags of saline water in his chest. He hasn't done everything. And you guys gave it to him right after he basically got his boobs put in. And that's that makes him a woman? I mean, there's guys that walking around that don't have to get fake ones in, and you guys don't call them women. I mean, what, do, what are we talking about here? But I think women are actually getting the absolute, the, the, the real raw end of the deal. Yeah, men are getting emasculated. You know, we're getting emasculated all the time. Men are dummies. Oh, women have to help the men, blah, blah, blah. Men make more money than women, but yet, no, it's actually women make more money than men. Uh, all these di- gaslighting and redirection and deflection stuff. But guy, women, I really do. I, I don't. What are you guys going to stand up and say? No, you can't have my woman, my identity as a woman. You can't have that. You don't get to go wash that out. You don't get to go water that down. No, no different than when men see a woman trying to put on a bas- baseball hat on backwards and put on jeans and and put a big old dip in their lip. Doesn't suddenly make that chick a dude. We just look at it as as a poser. And men tend to shy away from women who try to act that way, and they really don't engage with them. And that's why they feel odd. That's why they don't feel welcome. Is because they're doing weird stuff, and men don't put up with it usually. They just kind of go the other way. Now, I don't understand this where we have gotten so confused about what we think we should be or shouldn't be, but like I've told you guys already, I'm going I'm to be checking in with Bob, and we're going to find out if you guys are posting under the Facebook page on the Jason Aldean uh, uh, video on Twitter or on uh, Facebook, on the WYSL page. Guys, go out there and post that. Start making a stand. If you can't make a stand by simply writing on a Facebook post, I am a man or I am a woman, 
If you that's that's a bridge too far for you, is that that's that's too painful? You can't type all that out. It's you know looking in W Y S L in the Facebook search bar. That's is that you guys are just too weak and feeble and and uh, you can't do it right because the government wins. Do you see what I'm saying? If I can get you guys to not do something by saying, "Oh, it's so complicated. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you might get you might get someone telling you that you don't know what science is or." You guys aren't brave enough to sit there and say, I am a man. I think that more often we say that we are a man or we are a woman and that we're tired of this. I think we could push back on this real easy. But it takes that heart, takes that intention, right? And we don't always talk about that. We don't say those things in the right way. And we let these people be the squeaky wheel, which that means that they get all the attention. Well, why don't you be the squeaky wheel and say you're the man or you're the woman and that there is nothing in between? That's simple as that. But I think women, you guys have got to stand up the most because you guys are getting just ran over. I, I am, I am highly disappointed in the society that we have created that has allowed for women not to be revered as the homemakers and the caretakers that they really are. That now somehow they're they got to go out there and fight the dragons with the men, and they got to go out there and be a man, and they got to go break the glass ceiling, and they got to do this, and they got to do that. All these weird things that they tell women they have to do. In reality, I don't think that that's true. I think women are amazing at what women do, and I don't think they need to be turned into something they're not. You don't have to be able to do everything just to be qualify yourself as a woman. I don't want to do women's stuff. A lot of times I don't like doing the guy stuff, but I'd rather do guy stuff than women's stuff. Why? Because I'm a guy. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here on the Dr. Light Show. Your host, Jim Price, extended lunch hour on Mondays and Wednesdays. All right, guys. You all be good to each other out there. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.